Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Folks, we're going to go back to the time of the Great Depression to tell a story of either true love or child abuse. Take your pick. Hello, folks. I'm Steve Gilley, along with Rod Mullins, and you're listening to Stories, A History of Appalachia. Child abuse? Yeah, or true love. True. You got a choice there. How about how about just lust? Well, I prefer to say child abuse. Okay, then we'll, we'll go with that. But still, I mean, this is this is uh this is like terrible. But anyway, we're not going to give anything away. So, Steve, we need to just get started on this story. And we're going to do that by going back to the year 1937. And that's where we'll find a 32-year-old man named Homer Peels who lived and worked in Epperson in Monroe County, Tennessee. Now, Mr. Peel wasn't married, but that was a situation that he wanted to rectify, and he did just that. On March 29th of that year, Homer went to the Monroe County Clerk's Office in Madisonville, where he and Geneva Hamby were issued a marriage license by the clerk, Fred Payne. Homer's age was listed as 32. His bride listed her age at 18. Unfortunately, Rod, for all involved, Geneva was not 18, not even close. Steve, how was she? Geneva Hamby was 11 years old. Holy Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. 11 years old? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Well, in just the very spring, the state of Tennessee had passed its first ever quote-unquote child bride law making it unlawful for anyone to marry anyone under the age of 16 without the permission of the minor's parents. Now, believe it or not, child brides, they weren't that uncommon in America before this, but the practice was going out of favor, even in Appalachia. The quote-unquote child bride law was enacted in response to another Appalachian child marriage Uh and the bad publicity it brought. Yeah, That marriage was in Hancock County. 22-year-old Charlie Johns married 9-year-old Eunice Winstead. Oh, my gosh. That's even worse. Nine freaking years old. Man. You got that right. The freaking freaking nine (laughs) years old. Gosh. Homer Peels would end up being the first person charged under this new statute in Tennessee. But he might not have been, but for Geneva's mother, Annie Hamby, the unmarried 32-year-old mother of six kids who had sworn out a warrant for Homer's arrest. Did I hear you correctly and said unmarried? 
unmarried and the same age as Homer. And having six kids. Oh, we're, we're, we're going down that road too. Oh my gosh. Okay. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Justice of the peace. G.W. Kimbrew issued the warrant charging Peel with quote, willfully, unlawfully, and fraudulently signing an application for a marriage license, giving the age of one of the contracting parties as 18 when the said party was only 11 years of age and known to be only 11 by said Homer Peels, end quote. Justice Kimbrew also had Fred Payne arrested, charging him with issuing a marriage license without first having the ages of the parties sworn to. And the whole affair, as you can imagine, Rod, made the newspapers from coast to coast. <laughs> yeah, if this wasn't no fake news, as, <laughs> as Annie Hamby was interviewed by, of all people, I should say of all publications, the New York Daily News, where she told the reporter, quote, I want to find out if they, I mean, if they've lived together like man and wife, if they have, there's going to be a heap of lawing. She went on to disclose that Geneva was one of six children, all by six different men, none of whom she'd married. Oh my gosh. The children, 1937, mind you. <laughs> the children didn't live with her. They were, as she said, scattered all over East Tennessee, living with different folks. And uh, by the way, Rod, she was pregnant again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it clean on this family show here, but this is just, this is almost too much. So I assume that of all the other obvious questions you may be asking, sort of like me too, you're probably wondering, how in the world Homer and Geneva happened to meet? Well, I'm glad you asked that question, <laughs> Rod, because I have an answer for you. Let's hear it, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Geneva had been taken away from that wonderful mother of hers and placed at the Polk County Poor Farm. Now, from there, she was sent to live with Annie's parents at Sevilla, and it was through the grandparents that Homer met Geneva. Now, Geneva's grandfather had a mean streak, and he was accused of abusing her, so Homer took the girl to his brother Lester's house to live with Lester and his wife. And from all accounts, a true affection arose between the two. A trial was set for June 10th to decide whether or not to annul the marriage. But when the day came, Peels, who had walked the 12 miles from his father's home at Epperson, didn't bring Geneva with him. According to Homer, she simply refused to come, no matter what he said. The court continued the case, but ordered Mr. Peel to bring Geneva to court the next time, period. His response was, he'd try to have her there, but he couldn't make any promises. Well, the day of the trial, June 25th, the courthouse was filled with reporters and photographers. And on that day, Homer Peels again came to court without his wife, saying she just would not come. Chancellor A.T. Stewart was not amused. He promptly ordered the sheriff to go to Epperson and get the girl and bring her before the court immediately. Well, the sheriff and his deputies found her at the senior Peel's house, but crying, she still refused to go with them to Madisonville. Only after they promised her, get this, Rod, a pretty new hat did she agree to go with them. Oh, my gosh. Well, she was 11, you know. Yeah, I know, and that's what that's what sounds so 
inconceivable about this whole thing. I'm just, oh gosh, just, let's just go on. (laughs) At the trial, Homer Peels testified that he tried to get Geneva into an orphanage, but failed. And it was only after that, that he married her because otherwise she'd have no place to go. He also said, I think's a powerful lot of her and I got a mule and I can make her a tolerable living. If you take her away, she won't have no place to go. Well, Geneva testified too, telling the court that she loved Homer and that he'd promised to build her a house. In the end, the chancellor, believe it or not, decided not to annul the marriage, saying that he believed that society, law, and everyone concerned would be better served. Well, Peel was later cleared of the charges of lying on the marriage license, with the judge in that case too saying that Geneva was better off with Homer than she would have been otherwise. The whole affair soured Homer and Geneva Peels on the media, the photographers in particular. During the trial, Homer confronted dozens of them, all continuing to take his and his wife's picture constantly, telling them to quit this picture taking if you ain't going to pay for it. So I'd imagine that a bunch of you listening are shocked at the chancellor's ruling in the case. I, I don't blame you. I am too. However, you'd probably be surprised to learn that they stayed together for nearly 40 years until they divorced in 1975 in Cherokee County, North Carolina. They had several children, and Homer Peels died on March 23, 1991, at the age of 86. So, you know, there you go, Rod. Is it true love, or is it child abuse? And I guess the answer to that depends on Through what lens are you looking at this? Are you looking at it from 2020 or are you looking at it from 1925 when things were a whole lot rougher for folks back then? No social safety net. Well, you know, Stephen, I also look at this too, and I've kind of calmed down a little bit from this, but uh, it's almost as though this was an arranged marriage, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 sort of like, you know, the the caste system, so to speak, of the way things are done in some of the uh, older foreign countries and, and some other parts of the world. But that's what it reminds me of. It almost reminds me of an order for him to be able to go and to uh, make her something in the world. He would marry her. He would work hard and everything, and he would get her where he needed her to be or where he wanted her to be yet, so to speak. And uh they went ahead and let it happen, ever, even though they did uh, divorce in 1975. That's just unreal. But, you know, I still, I, it's like I said, uh, holy Jerry Lee Lewis. We've had some other incidents of this happen over the years. But Jerry Lee Lewis's wife at the time was of age, if I'm not mistaken, with this, uh, this uh, marriage thing, so to speak. She was 14, if I remember. Uh, Well, I take that back. She wasn't of age. (laughs) In this case, one thing to keep in mind is they didn't have their first child until uh, Geneva was almost 20 years old. Hmm. You know, so I, I, I don't know if that makes any difference or not. I just know this is a strange situation. And I, I just imagine there's going to be two groups of people listening to this and taking two different sides. Either it's, it was true love. They were meant to be at least until something happened and they got divorced when they were up in middle age or it's pure and simple child abuse. Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. And folks, that's the story of the first case brought under the Tennessee child bride statute 
another part of the history of this place we call home, Appalachia. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the Stories Podcast at Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and on many other podcast apps as well, all free of charge. Again, thanks for the use of your ears, podcast listeners. So long, everybody. Thank you.